Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the people who turned a niche Scottish football podcast into a critically acclaimed TV show on the BBC. It's Review from the Terrace, a pop culture podcast network. Hello and welcome to the Still Game podcast. My name is Bethany Tennick. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Scottish Rewatchable. Hello and welcome to Review from the Turnbuckle. Debating the best in movies, iconic TV shows, classic albums, peak year of wrestling and so much more. Some intern got fired for that. Like, <laughs> be like, Jared! And what would you have done? <laughs> Loved it. What a moment. What a moment. Review from the Terrace brings together a collection of professionals, pals, misfits and special guest interviews. The one and only Ewan Angus. Big G Telfer. Director of Still Games, Michael Hines. That's Review from the Terrace, a newly created podcast network with at least two shows dropping every week. Hi, neighbour. Good to see you, man. Good to see you, man. It's been a long time, man. <laughs> Many people will say it's the biggest moment in the history of wrestling. It's about 35. <laughs> <laughs> Find us on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of The Spurs Show. Before we start properly, uh, this show is dedicated to the life and memory of Simon Greenberg, who regular listeners would have heard on the show just a week before the League Cup final. Simon died after a short illness, which he dealt with over the last few months with dignity and humour. And my heart goes out to Fran and his kids, his parents, Benson and Judith, his brother Danny and all his family and friends who will be hurting really badly. Over the 45-odd years I knew Simon, we schooled, uh, uh, played football together and attended hundreds of Spurs games together in stadiums and watched in our respected living rooms, including many fruitless trips up and down motorways. I always seemed to be with him after another gutless performance at Ipswich or Southampton over a Christmas period. A 3-0 defeat at the Dell in 1990, a 1-0 defeat in 2001 and a ball draw in 95 for some reason have stayed with me and given me some reason for my otherwise irrational disliking for the South Coast team. I can't begin to think of the hundreds of low-quality meals we shared in obscure places. 
His big smile and joy for life were immense, and although it's so unfair that one of the good guys has been taken too early while utter pricks still walk this earth, those who know him will keep his memory alive. The, the irony, irony hasn't passed me by that he left us with his beloved Tottenham Hotspur top of the league and the Woolwich rock bottom, and I will be cheering the Lily Whites on even louder for you, Simon, this season. You'll be sorely missed by everyone who knew you. Right, uh, joining me tonight, uh, and uh, as we record this show, we're a few hours before the transfer deadline, or as Spurs fans know it, just August the 31st. Uh, <laughs> let's be honest, over the years we've done sweet FA. Uh, but joining me tonight, three stalwarts of the show, uh, Brian Leveson returns... How are you, Brian? You can talk. Hi, hi Mike. Please talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's a problem with Zoom. I'm looking at you thinking, well, you can see yeah. me. No, no, yeah. I'm, I'm well, thank you. Are you well? Nice. I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Very Lee good. Branzell's here again. Hi, Lee. Hi, Mike. How you doing? Good. Lovely to see you. And Carl Jones has literally rushed from his holiday in, in Wales. To be as how was it, Carl? It it was absolutely beautiful. We camped overlooking uh, Mount Snowden, and that's Ooh, uh, that, that's that's basically where I've been looking at the league table for the last sort of twenty four or forty eight hours, basically. Well, with, with, with the weather was good. It was it wasn't too bad. Yeah, surprisingly good actually. That that kind of makes or breaks camping, doesn't it? But uh, yeah, mm. re- really nice and uh, and 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 a nice kind of end to you know autumn's coming, but um, hopefully hopefully good times ahead for Spurs. Lovely. Now, I, I was in Cornwall, then Torquay, the English Riviera. I've never been to Torquay before. Very nice. I recommend it. Uh, it was. It was excellent. Uh, right, before we look back at the Pacos de Ferreira game, the Watford game, uh, we're obviously discussing the transfer deadline. Just a bit of news for you. We're, we're, we are, t- league, Leagues Apart is a new concept to the football gaming world, focusing on teams rather than players and not being overly complicated. The game simply asks you for free to predict the outcome of the Premier League Championship, League One and Two, as well as the Women's Super League and also who's going to be bottom as well. So brilliant prizes up for grabs. And as I said, completely free. It's brand new. It's just launched. And it also includes a weekly challenge on a wide range of sports to truly test your predictive powers. The extra points earned from the correct selection will be added to your score. In addition, we have set up a private Spurs show league. So go to uh, sign up at www.leaguesapart.com enter all your details and then when it gets to the bit where it says do you want to join a private league uh say yes enter the code spurs and you will join the spurs show league it's gonna be lots and lots of fun uh see you there and it's just really simple it's literally one prediction that's it for the season nice and easy leaguesapart.com code spurs when you get to the private league bit Lovely. Well, look, let's talk, before we talk about Watford and the, the game against the Portuguese team, as we're recording this show, uh, officially, Brian, we haven't bought anyone yet. However, if the rumours seem to be true, it does look like we are signing a Brazilian right-back called Emerson Royal, who really, I mean, basically sounds like a butterfly, it doesn't does, he? Oh, is that low? Have you seen the Emerson Royal? Oh, Emerson Royal, beautiful, beautiful colours. It's more troubling than that. The phrase 
um, uh, Brazilian defender. <laughs> Is, yeah, I think was, the real I, problem I in that Gilberto, sentence. Oh, Gilberto is a lot. You do, you do <laughs> tend to think back to where. <laughs> but, but this guy's, listen, he's got nothing to beat at right back, has he, to be honest with you. Aurier, who has an un- unbelievable ability to be in the right stadium at the right time. And, and, uh, the, and the Irish guy who's always off playing up front. Um, so I, I think we, that Tanganga sort of, as, he's a good sort of, Okay, standby sort of guy, but he's never going to make play the what season. What's the sense there. about? I mean, people again. again I'm going on point. social yeah, media yeah. today, and they're going on about always oh, right back. Tanganga wasn't a right back. Our oh, right I, backs are so poor. No. We put a centre back as a right back. You Why know? do you look at this social media? It's absolutely people, I, are, people I, are crazy. I know. But they, I, know. They, I, I wonder if they watch the same game as us. Honestly, to be honest, yeah, I really do. But Tanganga's he's a, he is a centre back and probably a good utilitarian defender generally. Um, and and he'll and he can mature and he can improve, um, but we need a right back, no sure. Yeah. I mean Lee. I mean I mean from what I know about this guy, Barcelona, but basically be Real Batista for a while. Done very well. If you look at his stats, he, he gets in the box a lot. He's a hard tackler. He's got a lot of pace. And all I think Tanganga. If you look back, particularly at the Man City game. Brilliant defending, but you gave the Watford game going forward. It's just a little bit slow. The cross doesn't come in when you want it. We kind of want another region on the other flank, don't we? Which we kind of, when Mourinho bought uh, Doherty, we kind of thought that was him, but he just hasn't got going at all in a Spurs shirt, has he, Lee? Yeah, no, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I don't often do it, but I took a look at those YouTube uh, kind of clip reels of, uh, of Emerson yesterday. And I think that, you know, his main production does come from supplying crosses and uh, and providing assists. I think he was like, you know, he was in the top five of uh, assists from defenders in La Liga last year. So I think, obviously, we don't know what he's like. You know, the clips and the reels always look really good. But, you know, there's someone there of him playing for Brazil. You don't know if that's the first team or the under-21s. It, it's not the most informative. But I think, for me, I think you've got to look at that transfer in the context of if we had managed to move on Serge Aurier, which we've been talking about for 12 months. And if they're still trying, as, as we recall, they're trying yeah, to move him on. You know, then I think you look at it and yeah. you say it's a good move for the squad. And you think a, a player of that pedigree, you know, for under 30 million on a five-year contract, you know, you think to yourself, that probably washes its face. You know, I was sat there the other day thinking about the fact that we let Sissoko go for three million quid, you know, when we, you know, he was one of our highest ever signings at the time that we bought him. So it seems to me that they obviously write these acquisitions down at the rate of about five or six million a year. So I guess they're looking at it thinking if they can move those players on, there's really only upside in that. And, you know, if he's the kind of player, he's the kind of player that you wouldn't be surprised if he turned up at a Man City or a, or a Chelsea. They've got a knack of pulling these these foreign stars out from nowhere and them turning into, you know, to, to league winners. You know, well be as I dare say, league winners. That's never going to happen. Brian, you want to jump in there, Brian? Yeah, I, I, there was another question that came off what Lee was talking about is why I want to know want to know what Arsenal said. Tomoyasu, who we were after, we were linked with the Jeratus and Bologna, and and he's he's gone to Arsenal of all places. Well, I, I mean, don't think we ever bid. I don't think we ever bid well, for him. Did we not? I thought we were after. No, him. no. Well, I want to jump in on that actually because as you were talking about Tanganga and the, and the right back position, is what I'd like to think, and I'm just this is me in my own fantasy Spurs mind, is I'd like to think that maybe they're thinking Tanganga can develop into a, a, a real option at centre half. And maybe that will mean that they'll move on, perhaps Sanchez, at the end of the year next summer. And, you know, the bottom line is why buy a Tomoyasu if you've got a Tanganga who's kind of, you know, not a dissimilar level in 12 months' time? That's kind of what I was hoping. And, and you know, 
I think if they'd have really wanted this Tom Yasu, I think they'd have gone for him. But they, they obviously went with Romero instead. That's been Carlin. From from what I, my understanding of the way Paratici works is that he has a few players that he thinks these are my position. He doesn't quite put. I mean, because Tommy Asher have been linked with for so long, and then obviously when he hears about some bigger and better comes along, he's he's running off trying trying to get them. Um, I mean, it, I mean, if this Emerson Wall, if this 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 kid comes in, it, it, I mean, it's, I think he's going to certainly going to be improvement from what we've got. Yeah, certainly. And I think picking up on what the guys have said about uh, Tanganga, I mean, he's doing a great job in terms of filling in there. Is he? He's not going to be a marauding kind of right back for us, getting crosses in and so on. But it, to me, it feels like Nuno started by solidifying the team, and against City, that was the right right way forward. Um, maybe we could have, you know, had a little bit more adventure in the two games after that. But again, we, we, we're looking rock solid. We sat here having not conceded any goals. I think until we kind of get Romero brought into the squad and kind of settled into that team, uh, you kind of do want to be backing up Sanchez and and, and Dyer. And, 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 you know, let's they've done a really good job, but I don't think any of us fully expected we'd be sat here saying that the two of them would be in there and, you know, looking as solid as they've done. So, so kind of credit to Nuno for that. Um, we, in terms of Emerson, I mean, you know, we want to see uh, an exciting Brazilian right back. I mean, again, without knowing too much about him, he, he's come up through the Barcelona uh, ranks and uh, you, you, normally normally they, they're turning out pretty tidy players. So I think um, it, it's what's remarkable, I think, is what Paratici is trying to do in terms of we've got rid of some of the players that we wanted to get rid of. They're they're probably out there hawking Sergio as you say, right now. Oh, they are, they're, 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 <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, as of now, I mean, Oreo's one that's been told he can move on. Cameron Carter-Vickers has been there for like the past 50 years. He's now been linked with Newcastle or Celtic. Go back, Sissoko was on reportedly 90 grand a week. That's 90 grand a week now off the wage bill, uh, which is help- helping. And this this is the churn that we, which should have been done three years ago, four years ago, which has finally been done now. We all know it takes time. You can't just get rid of your players. But Lee made a good point there. You know, maybe last year... Alevi would have said to uh, Watford, no, I want eight million for Sissoko. The fact they've gone off three million or whatever, getting them off the wage bill, getting them off the training ground, you know, trimming that squad. Um, But I mean, Brian, I mean, again, the the frustration that, I mean, look, maybe things will change. We don't know what's going on. My frustration currently with the transfer window, assuming Emerson Royal's coming in, is there's still no backup striker. There's obviously um, the Brazilian Vinicius is gone. Bale's gone. There's still no backup striker unless they think Dane Scarlett can fill in and Sun can fill in again. And I still think, and we'll go into detail about the games that we just played, and, and maybe Lacelso is that player. He's obviously off now playing for Argentina. That creative midfield with the centre of the pitch, I think we're absolutely crying out for. And I know we've been linked with Ruben Neves of Wolves. I can't see Wolves selling him. I, I really, I hope I'm wrong, but I can't see him or Traore uh, coming in for, for that kind of money. Not this, no, um, not. You know, and I still think there's some positions that, especially against a Watford, when it's men behind the ball, we need something to, to get between the lines and that quick pass. I still think we're lacking. What do you think, Brian? When we had this um, thing about is Kane staying, is Kane going? Yeah. Um, they would say, what are we going to do if Kane goes? And I said, it's actually not about replacing the man. It's about replacing the goals. And the place that we don't score goals is from midfield. Yeah, all the teams that do well in the Premier League, they 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 have midfield players who score goals, and we do not. Mm. I don't know any of our midfield players that score more than one or two a season. 
And if the major is that because the team's set up so much to kind I... of provide opportunity for Kane? Mm. Well, I think it, actually, I think it's because Kane drops deep, and he because he's not getting the ball from the midfield, and he's been becoming his own midfield player, as it were. And mm-hmm. I, I'd, if you've got the best midfield player in your best striker in Europe, what's he doing playing in midfield? I don't understand that. I don't get it. I mean, he's not midfield the whole time, but he certainly drops deep. I mean, under Mourinho, it worked because then some would bomb, bomb on in front of him. Type he's, thing. The, he's the best midfield player we've got. <laughs> Sadly, I mean, I mean, ridiculously, yeah. he is. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, they've been a bit unlucky with Ndombele and Lacelso, so they've never really had kind of proper runs in the team. They're kind of always injury, injury, you know, interrupted. I worry about Ndombele anyway because he wants too long on the ball. I know he. When you see him when he's fit. You marvel at the things that he does, but he's always got a little bit extra that he wants to do when he gets the ball. And I think Nuno's a guy who, looking at what he did in Europe, I think he wants to be a manager that gets the team to move the ball quickly. Mm. He's got he's loading the team with pace, and that's really great to see. And I think if you're going to do that, you have to move the ball quicker. And I think that that's what's going to happen. Carl, the Ndombele thing, is, my understanding is that he wants to leave the club and at short notice, he's on 200 grand a week, reportedly. No one was going to buy him for that. They were looking for a low move. Not going to happen. If you believe The Athletic, they wrote a piece last week saying there was a falling out within the club. Uh, he was Ndombele was very upset that Mason didn't pick him for the League Cup final. He thought he was a big match player uh, and couldn't understand why Winks played instead of him, which I can understand. I don't understand that. I can understand that as well. That's really got to him. He sulked. There's been a bit of a falling out there. Again, it's another player they've got to try and integrate back in the team because we know a fit firing in Dombele is tremendous. We haven't seen enough of him, but, you know, our most expensive player of all time, you can't just stick in the reserve, surely. No, but, but I mean, this, the, you know, he's another example and probably more expensive example than Aurier of just how much work Paratici's got to do and how he can't really do it all in one window. So we've got to get Ndombele back into the team. We've got to get him fit and firing. I mean, you know, th- there does appear to be some slight concerns kind of over this kind of mentality because there's talk of, you know, Sissoko and Aurier going and then being friends and that's fair enough. But again, you know, this is his job and it's quite a well-paid job. So, you know, he, he I think... I think what it is with him, I, I, I just don't know. There's been there's been talk over his fitness and him not getting himself into shape. You know, this guy is is probably he's he's up there alongside Kane and Son as our highest earners, isn't he? So, I mean, I I would absolutely love to see this guy come in and and, and be that difference. And quite frankly, if you if, if if nobody else comes in in the next few hours, then we're going to need him because we've lost the goals of Bale from the team now. And Bale scored 10, 11 goals really is a bit part player for, for, for large chunks of last season. Um, you know, the wingers we've got are, are, are great. They stretch teams, um, but they're not, they're not sort not of consistent. scoring goals. They're no, not they're consistent. not. And, and, and the, you know, there was the Traore rumours and stuff. I mean, Traore perhaps would be a um, kind of a supercharged version of that. But again, he's, he's not at the moment a particular goal scorer. So it, it is a little bit worrying that we kind of look like we're going to go um, into, into kind of after the international break with without many goals. And we all know that what happens is that if Kane or Son uh, pick up an injury, that, that leaves us very, very straight. So I'm, I still don't think it's quite right. I still don't think we've done enough business, this transfer window, to call it a really, really good window. 
I'd like to see Lacelso come back in. I mean, he needs to be. Well, he's off. Need, he's off now. He, 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 he I know he's going off to, to Argentina. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I think, but I think that he'll come back fit, hopefully, and Jimmy mm. don't get damaged, and and we'll see a fit. You know, he needs a run in the side. Mm. Let, let, let's go to a very very quick break, and then when we come back, we are going to rejoice. In the league table, we're going to rejoice being top on maximum points after three games. We're going to rejoice that the plumpstead lot are bottom. It's a wonderful time at the moment to be a Spurs fan. Small comforts, maybe three games in, but we'll take it back in a couple of minutes. And we're back for the break. Uh, before we continue, just for, uh, remind all of you at home, if you haven't done this, for premium content, including a daily news show, X-Player Interviews, original documentary series on Spurs. Come along, join us at patreon.com slash Spurs show. Support the show in the process. Our Spurs show live monthly events are kicking off again next month. Well worth coming along. Great monthly events in uh, central London and in N17. Go to season.spurshow.com. Net. And if you are on social media, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We've got our own pages. And on iTunes, leave us a nice review. Right. We are, Brian, we're top of the league. Um, no. I mean, if you offered me, after the first three games, five points, I probably would have grabbed them and said, yeah, I'll take those five. Well, beating City was the big one, wasn't it? Yeah, obviously. the fat nine points, no goals conceded. Yeah. Quite an extraordinary <laughs> Three goals scored. start, and 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 again, we can talk about the Watford game now. That you could argue that the stars of the team so far have been Eric Dyer and Davison Sanchez, two players that probably at the end of the season we'd all say probably wouldn't play for Tottenham again, and have been in a very short space of time, three games, transformed. I think I think I'm with Carl. I think you have to give credit to Nuno for this because we watched all last season as our beleaguered defence um, shipped goals when they, they, were, they were under pressure the whole time, hoiking the ball out of out of defence, and the ball just comes straight back. Something's happened in that defence. It looks, it doesn't look frail. It looks organised. It does at no point in in any of the games. I mean, maybe obviously City could have had three goals early on. Thank God they missed those chances. But beyond that, um, I don't think we've looked really troubled at the back very much. I know I'm probably saying, <laughs> putting the kiss of death on it. No, you're right. It was just, just that chance they gave up to Triore in, in Wolves was probably the only save that Lloris has had to make. Well, that's not a chance, is it? If it, if it goes to Triore, that's not a chance, is it really? <laughs> well, that's true. But Lee, you're right. There was that one chance, the Watford game, there was one moment when someone got behind Tanganga, cut it back, guard the penalty spot, blasted it over. Yes. And they were in the six-yard box, the ball was just ricochet. I think it was, Di- no, it was Sanchez got deflected yeah. and it came up into Hugo's arms. Sanchez but, looked I mean, reborn for oh, me. He was, I, th- I thought Sanchez was tremendous at the weekend. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, brilliant. they've clearly been. It's probably it, it, they've clearly been given much better, clearer instructions as to what they're supposed to be doing, yeah. and they've been given, you know, this, you know, Oliver Skip and Hoiberg in front brilliant. of them, absolutely and that's that, that's really well. the big difference. Yeah. And I, th- I think that you know, Skip is making, he's helping everybody look good, isn't he? There. It was interesting his first his first game at home uh, against against City. First half, he was diabolical. I mean, he gave away the ball two or three times in really bad positions. And then the second half, credit to the guy, because, you know, his confidence must have been blitzed. Um, he really 
settled down. He looked really in command. Mm. Out, very well, I, think, I think everyone was amazing that day. But I, yeah. I also think I was a bit skeptical about moving, um, you know, moving Hoiberg from the base there and putting him on on out, out wider. But he's actually quite productive from there. You know, he's been carrying the ball forward. You know, in the absence of anyone else to do that. I think he could he could do a lot more for Tottenham. He was well, mm. when they moved they moved Hoiberg, didn't they, in the Europeans because of Ericsson. And they pushed yeah. him, pushed him in behind the forwards, and he did a really good job there. He looked very comfortable there because he can play. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing him up there. I really wouldn't. I just wonder how long we can continue with Skip and Hoiberg and being that defensive. You know, unless we can find a way of regularly kind of manufacturing goals. You know, from open play. But don't we look like we're trying to go forward though? I mean, under under Eric and uh, Jose, I always got the feeling that one was enough. Yeah, you know? God, yeah, absolutely. And, oh, no, you know, I definitely think there's more appetite. I think he, here, he really, really wants his team to go forward. Mm. I think he does. Well, we've yeah. been quite. I was really looking at it actually, and I think we've been quite unlucky. I think against Wolves, we could have easily scored three goals against absolutely. Wolves, and you know, and that that you know on, on Sunday, you know, that defender that made that last ditch toe poke yeah. in front of Kane and saved a certain Ab- goal. So absolutely, think, you know, we could have easily scored two or three Kane, goals. They, both of those the goalie goals. made a very good save. Ali hit hit, uh, hit one wide, which should have gone yeah, in. Good move. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Carl, I mean, Carl, what's obviously interesting is that Skip has come back from Norwich, uh, a a changed player, wonderful closing down him and Holby. There seems to be an understanding there. You've got Dar and Sanchez at the moment blocking everything. You've got Tanganga being solid. Reguilón seems to have been... The concentration seems to be better. still makes me a little bit nervous at times. Um, And he's... And, and, and again, it's a very short space of time. He he seems to have got the players on board, as you said. Uh, the other guys have said, put a plan together. At the moment, it seems to be working. What else do you want to be seeing, though? You know, come. So, I don't know we got. I think the next game we have got coming out of the break is like Palace away, where you you want us to sort of take that sort of game to those kind of teams. Well, yeah. So uh, Palace away, which again I think is going to be another bit of a war of attrition and probably a tight game. And then, and then I think it's uh, I think it's the famous Woolwich Wanderers after that one, which uh, you know they they're a little bit of a shambles, a hilarious shambles at the moment, and uh, wanting to get a go at those. Uh, but that, you know they're always obviously bang up for it games. So I think we'll get an idea a little bit closer to to that. I think that creativity in the middle is still lacking, and say whether that's in Dombele, whether that's the uh, Celso being able to come back in for that. Or, or, or um, you know, I can't really see how we can use one of the wide players in that position. I think that's really where we want to see a little bit more creation. Um, the um, I, I was I was just interested in terms of like the expected goals, which is sort of like a bit of a stat that I've started to started to pay a little bit more attention to. And obviously, the City game where I think Skip Skip looked phenomenal from from minute one. I just thought he looked so composed. He looked at home there, um, but but you know, City edged that. But as a game, we 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 controlled it and then we've kind of edged it I mean we we you know, we really took a battering against Wolves for some some periods of that game and, and still held on and then against Watford you know we, we started a little bit shaky but again just just edged it could have done with a few more chances and it could have been a little bit more comfortable but we didn't actually create all that many clear-cut chances and I think that's in in some ways nine points as you say Mike five five we'd have probably been happy with um that five is almost probably just about what what the performances might have deserved in inverted commas but here we are with nine so I think uh, you know just the just the focus of solidifying us as a team I think we're seeing a little bit of maybe what we expected to see with Mourinho I think it's a little bit more enjoyable um I don't think it's 
an awful lot more enjoyable. The Man City game is incredible, of course. Um, so just a little bit more expansive, attractive football. But Nuno seems to get that. He said that in the post-match interview, that that's what he wants to do, that it were a work in progress. It would be a lot sharper. So I think he just needs time and maybe a couple of transfer windows just to bring in the players he wants. And, and perhaps more importantly, ship out the ones who either don't want to be here or that, that we don't need anymore. Yeah. Lee, let's talk about Harry Kane now, because obviously Harry Kane put this tweet out uh, a few days before the Watford game, saying, I'm I'm staying this summer. Uh, We all know what's been going on behind the scenes. We all know that uh, he wanted to leave the club. He uh, expected to go to Manchester City. The offer uh, that he assumed they'd be making to Tottenham never came in, nowhere near the amount that, that he's worth. Uh, which I, if I was him, I'd be very disappointed with, to be quite honest. We believe that the, the actual only official offer was £75 million with £25 million, uh, add-ons. So absolutely rightly, Tottenham said no. He, How do you think... I mean, obviously, the, the fans, you know, thank God, seem to be on the side. He's obviously a bit short of pace. I didn't think he had a particularly good game at the weekend, did he? No, he, he, I, I didn't think he played particularly well in that game. Um, and, you know, if you look at what happened in the first two games with the way in which they were committed to the breakaway and the attacking at speed, you know, for me, I looked at the Watford game and thought we're going to have to take a week or two to readjust how we're going to play and set up so that Kane can do what, what Kane does. So I, I think that's going to take a bit of integration. And that's where I think we might need to, to look at bringing a little bit more creativity in alongside um you know, um, Skip and Hoybier and on obviously, you know, try and put more responsibility on Ali. You know, again, I was looking over the highlights again and, you know, it's to be fair to him, he's making a lot more runs and he's trying to really support those those front players to kind of make things a little bit more dynamic than before. I think on Harry Kane generally, obviously we're a better squad with him than without him. You know, obviously we're saved from having a debate about who you would buy with 150 million quid because obviously, you know, that, that never came to pass. And, you know, I... Like everyone, I think that, you know, I would love to be here when, you know, Harry Kane break, breaks Jimmy Greaves' scoring record for Tottenham becomes the, the greatest scorer of all time. And then, you know, if he does that, um, let's say it takes him another season and maybe two, you know, if he then wanted to go and play abroad and have a great big adventure, that'd be amazing. But, you know, I remember, you know, I was thinking about this all the way through having to listen to all the various news outlets kind of feast on Tottenham. I can still remember waking up at home as a teenager when they sold Chris Waddle to mm. Marseille and being absolutely devastated about yeah. that, you know, and, and then obviously it happened again with, um, well, Hoddle was before that, but there was Waddle, then there was Gascoigne and then obviously Bale. But, you know, in all those cases, they all went over, overseas, didn't they? They went to foreign mm. clubs. So we didn't have to deal with yeah, them playing them. against yeah. us immediately. And I think... Berbatov was the last big name that yeah. stayed yeah, yeah, he was, but I, I, I he was a big name. But you know, those other players were like Tottenham legends and superstars, and they obviously, you know, helped preserve their legacy. The fact they didn't immediately go to a rival. I mean, obviously, I'm not not going to mention his name, but the one that did go to a rival, you know, probably you know regrets it. It was probably more hassle than it was worth. So, no, I'm really pleased that he stayed and. Ultimately, I think it comes down to the fact that he signed a six-year contract. And his brother's his agent. Well, whatever advice he got and whatever reasons he chose to sign that contract, that's obviously the, the reason he finds himself where he is now. Yeah, I think, Brian, Brian, I think, you know, again, going, you know, back to the sort of contracts and all that, again, the, 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 the perceived understanding 
is that he he believed he had this gentleman's agreement. And I think, in fairness to Levy, Levy probably said, yeah, if a bid comes in that we think is acceptable, we will entertain it. We're not going to just give you away. I mean, gentleman's agreement doesn't mean you can go for nothing. Yeah, exactly. I I mean, this is it. You're talking about Man City, who are apparently bulletproof when it comes to the the, um, fair play rules. So they're not bothered about that. They've got more money than God. So if they wanted him, all they had to do was to spend 150 million quid. But and and for Pep Guardiola to start having snipes at, at Levy saying they just don't want to negotiate. Mm. What they what, what he means is we don't want to drop our price below what the guy's yeah. worth. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and you know and, and, madness. And if Levy had done it, there would have been absolute riots at Spurs. You know, I think most of us understood why I wanted to go, but none of us would expect him to go for I think Levy had been value. brilliant throughout this window. Yeah, you, you, absolutely. He, he, he held firm, and rightly so, and you, you didn't pull up the money, so that's the end of it. And I think, Carl, I think Harry, as a as, as a professional, will knuckle down. Uh, yeah, you, you mentioned there was that chance uh, near the end of the game against Watford, straight after that slight deflection where he had a shot that was well saved. Uh, he started dropping back into midfield a bit. Um, I, I'm sure he'll get up to speed again this season, won't he? Yeah, we we, we know that office he, he goes a little bit rusty sometimes when he's not played for a few weeks and takes a little bit of time to kind of oil the oil the cogs. I mean, he nearly scored after 20 seconds to be in Europe, but so that 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 was okay, albeit not against much opposition. I mean. The guy knows that he's adored. I personally think Man City have tried to sweat Tottenham and I don't think that's ever going to work with Levy. So I think the pressure was just to sit back, watch us implode, watch him maybe not show up for training or whatever that nonsense was and then just see if it just became unbearable and, and that a transfer was going to be um, made. Um, I do, you know, I, I don't want to dissect the wording too much, but I'll stay at Tottenham this summer. You know, mm. uh, it doesn't even suggest <laughs> the season to me. Wait yeah. for December transfer. <laughs> so so are we are you know are we and we've had this in the past with Modric uh you know with uh with Bale so we we you know we've we've lived this before as as Tottenham I think um you know it, it's just the frustration I think is that during those times we were um we were a tear down I think from almost where we've been and where we where we were under Pochettino we were we were just as an attractive option for for a while there and you know we keep banging on about that that transfer window three three years ago now where really we just lost so much momentum and and we're still paying for it now so you know the the, the thing about Harry Kane wanting to leave to, to wanted to leave to win trophies as we all know he could have won trophies at Tottenham uh, he could have won the biggest trophy uh, at Tottenham and uh, and and it has happened and we were we were nearly men and now we're, we're building back again and and uh and yeah it, it's it's really frustrating because again i i adore the guy i've got a 12 year old son who just worships him and obviously the idea of uh, we actually did the spurs and uh, we did the dare skywalk and we did the stadium tour after the man city game uh, the day after and, and we went into the changing room and my son the first shirt he went to sit under was tangangas which i thought was really nice and my son's just sort of a striker winger by the way so he he went to sit under Tangangas and then uh, I said, do you, do you want to sit under Harry's? He went, no, you're all right. And he sat under Sons. Oh, and that was that was before Kane wow. had obviously commit, yeah. recommitted. But actually that to but me... But he's kicking himself of, now, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that just says to me that, you know, it, it really makes a difference. 
and yeah. we want him to be a hero. He is Mr. Tottenham. We all want to see him break Jimmy's record. We all want to see him win those trophies. I think it would be just a huge shame. And I just think it would just be hollow. If he does end up at Man City eventually, maybe his best shot's going and playing with Pochettino or somebody at PSG if he's really that adamant that he's going to leave. But I, I hope he stays. I hope he sees the love that he's received in the last couple of games and he knuckles down and that, you know, it's kind of Gerard recovered from it at Liverpool, Rooney recovered from it at Man United. Mm-hmm. They were both players that very publicly courted a move that yeah. very nearly happened and then they that it didn't spoil their legacy. So hopefully it's the same with Kane. I thought the thought the hatred that came out though in the in the in the time before Harry's announcement was really awful from a lot of Tottenham fans. You know, vilifying him. You know, they said the reason we haven't won trophies is because you didn't score in the cup final. You didn't turn up in that game. You I know, thought you don't go on social media, Brian. Where are you reading this nonsense? <laughs> I, I couldn't help it. I, <laughs> <laughs> to be to be fair, Brian, the Man United fans said exactly the same thing about Ronaldo about, really? about three yeah. hours before he then signed for them. So yeah. you know, fo- football we're fans fickle, are fickle. We're fickle, Bob. Is that the, that the yeah. truth of it? Well, I mean, he 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 did get a couple of goals uh, to add to his tally against Pacos de Ferreira uh, last week. We won three nil uh, with. Um, Actually, a stronger team than I thought because we wanted to win the game. Brian, you thought we played very well, didn't you? I thought. I tell you what, I liked. I liked Brian Gill, and yeah. I liked and I like Romero. Gill, it's Gill, Gill, Portuguese, mm. and I like Romero. I thought they. I thought Romero looked like a real class act. He's got that arrogance about him that's like, it's okay, guys. I know. I can. I've got this. I know mm. what I'm doing here, and he just looked. Full of it. I thought I loved it, and mm. and as for and Brian, let me leave it at that. <laughs> I don't want I don't want phlegm all over my can. Um, <laughs> the I thought he just looked apart as well. And I, can I just say very quickly? I think that um, we were talking about more creativity in midfield up until the Wolves game where he was awful. Mura has been driving other teams crazy. His his, his work through the midfield has been really really good. Mm. I think I think we may be looking for a different type of player rather than a, a guy like Ericsson who sprays passes around. I think it may be all of this inter, interlocking passing on over short distances with people moving at speed through the through the secondary. I don't know. I, I thought Moore was great against Man City. I thought it was awful against Wolves. And when he came on against, against Watford, or when he came on against Watford, he was tremendous and and got things going. It's just him and Bergwijn. It's just that consistency. Well, Bergwijn can't both score. Bergwijn yeah. can't score goals. Yeah, I know. This he is, panics this is in front a... of goal, which is not a great thing for a striker, you know. Yeah, very true. Well, look, but due to the Packers to throw win, we're now in the Conference League uh, group. Uh, we have got <laughs> Ren. Ren of France, who from that pot two is probably the strongest team we could have got. We've got Vitesse Arnhem, could be right. a bridge too far. Come on. <laughs> uh, and uh, the Slovenian team called Musa. Uh, maybe we're just playing Musa Dembele. I, I have no idea. Or Sissoko. Him. Yeah, or Sissoko. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, we should get through there. Obviously, um, I think I got it slightly wrong a couple of weeks ago. Teams that fall out of the Champions League, Europa League, then drop down. So we could, in the next stage, still be seeing the <laughs> likes of Leicester and West Ham. So again, it's going to be a kind of tougher competition than maybe we thought of uh, initially, because there's not many great teams in it. But I mean, Carl, you, I mean, will you go to these games? 
Well, I, yeah, I, I, I probably will because I think they'll be reasonably priced. I think they'll About be twenty quid um, a game, aren't they? Yeah, and and I think that that's. I think European nights at Spurs. I mean, I remember, it, you know, the UEFA Cup games. Kind of, we had we had one or two dodgy ones at White Hart Lane, but still just being at White Hart Lane under the floodlights on a European night was special. And um, I think we've got to make. I think we've got to make that kind of hour. Um, we've got to make. We've got to make that atmosphere. Uh, they're not going to be the most thrilling games. I think um, it's a it's an odd competition. I think we all kind of agree on that. And even if you get all the way to the final, I mean, it's in a stadium about a third the size of ours, um, you know, that we're playing in. So it's in it's, Tirana and Albania. Yeah, and I've yeah. I, I've been to that stadium. I assume it's been done up. I went. <laughs> I went years ago. God knows it was England played Albania in a, in a qualifier. Um, it was the, I don't I remember the year. It was Sol Campbell was still at Tottenham, and there was rumours swirling. No, sorry, there was no rumours. And I went with some friends, and it was during the foot and mouth disease. So we ended up at Toronto Airport, and all these <laughs> England fans had to go through like a sheep dip at the airport. We were dumped in the centre of town. It's not a particularly nice place, Toronto. It is the poorest uh, country in Europe. And obviously all the England football fans got to the nearest bar. Well, I wouldn't go here. So we found this Italian restaurant, me and my friends, and uh, we saw Norman Wisdom was in the yeah, restaurant. Yeah, he was a star there. Norman Wisdom was a star <laughs> to the Albanians because he gave it to the big man. And David Dean was there, the, uh, oh, Arsenal, the Arsenal chairman. chairman. And we'd all had a few drinks and David Dean turned to us and said, you know, Sol Campbell is coming to us. And we went, oh, don't be so stupid. Come on. What are you <laughs> like? And obviously he knew a long time before any of us knew that a deal had been done. And I remember going to the stadium. It was one of those stadiums whereby... They were throwing rubble and rocks from outside onto the England fans. And we turned around, there was a soldier with a gun, and we went, uh, where's the toilet? There are no toilets. So there's all these England fans have been drinking all day and there's nowhere to urinate. And you weren't going to urinate anywhere near a policeman with a gun. It was a living hell. And we so, won 2-0. Uh, I do remember like, I think Rooney scored. But anyway, the price, I hope, I, I hope the stadium's improved. If we win, if we win this whole tournament we, what's the prize we go back into the Europa League so, <laughs> so, so yeah that's, so, as, good as, it, that's yeah. as good as it gets I mean I think yeah. I think we're straight right. in but much yeah. <laughs> wow. the trophy the trophy looks just like you get that cup. with a Carabao Cup for Christ's sake yeah I know <laughs> I know, and, and much, much the competition, much much like that sort of fever dream you've just described, Mike. I think that's kind of just what <laughs> what what it's going to be, you know. Yeah. So I think we've just got to we've got to dig in. I mean, I think France and, um, and 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 Holland, obviously, nice. I think we've got to be thankful for the short away trips. It could be a good way to blood in a few youngsters, Listen, but I think. I think we found out in that first leg that maybe, you know, they're not quite strong enough to to do that. But, you know, hopefully we won't end up an egg on our face because it would be absolutely terrible for West Ham to drop out and beat us 1-0 in the final oh. in front of 22,000. Oh, imagine, imagine that in Albania. Tottenham West Ham fans in <laughs> Tirana City Central. Oh, my God. May I say the Albanian people were very, very lovely. Sure. Food was very good. Very nice people. I'm not... Uh, Putting any any anything against the the, the people. I wouldn't be really but out your the open stadium in '98 was an absolute <laughs> shithole. It was an awful, <laughs> awful stadium, and I assume it must have been done up by then. Who knows? Uh, anyway, look, guys, it's uh, well, we've done we've done quite a long time now. Um, we've obviously got no game at the weekend. It's an international break. We know, annoyingly, we mentioned before, Lo Celso and Romero travelled for three. Uh, 
Argentina games, but it looks like the third game against Bolivia they will miss because there's this 10-day uh, quarantining That's on the right, way yeah. back. Uh, Kane's gone off, Hugo's gone off. A quick talk about Hugo Luis Brian because obviously he broke our record now. He's our most, yeah. most appearances in the Premier League. I mean, to yes. me, it's just the league, but the Premier League, the most appearances. Where would you put him in your top Tottenham keepers of all time? Um, he'd probably be second behind Jennings. Okay. I mean, anybody who saw Pat Jennings play, you just wouldn't look much past him. But the thing is, I mean, this is an argument I have with. Jerry, who you know very well, mm-hmm. who's, who keeps saying, catch it. Why can't he catch it? Mm. The ball, <laughs> the, the balls they play with now, uh, they don't do the same things that the old leather footballs do. Neither mm. do the players that strike them. You know, they can manipulate the ball in all sorts of ways. Mm. And I think to be a modern goalkeeper, you've got to have all sorts of athleticism. That, that, that people like Jennings, you know, Jennings could have gone off and had a, a, a fag and a pint at half time. Mm. But, you know, you just wouldn't see that happening with Hugo. He'd be out there doing stretches, I would imagine. So you, you'd put Brian, you'd put him... Uh, in, the modern, in, the modern, in the modern game, I guess you'd have to. Yeah. In the modern game. But, you know, we, we always judge judge these people by the, in the context of where they, where they were. I mean, I think Jennings was astonishing to watch. Yeah. He made you gasp because he did things that you just weren't physically possible. Yeah. Lee, Lee, where, where would you put Hugo Lloris in, in the Tottenham well, greats? I, I, I mean, thinking about what uh, what Brian's saying there, you wouldn't immediately leap. I wouldn't immediately leap to that, if I'm honest. But I think you've got to be fair to Hugo and say, you know, for longevity, you know, mm. 10 years of performing at that level, you know, mm-hmm. I think that counts. I mean, I've, the other names I've Great. got on my list here, obviously, look, you know, I'm from the mid-80s, as you know. So, you know, the early 90s, I, so I still love Eric Torsvet, right? I don't think there's anyone better than him, but, you know, he only played for three or four years. And then obviously, you know, you've got Paul Robinson in there who was excellent, but for a short period of time, you know, Paul Robinson mm-hmm. can do it for 10 years. So I think, you know, maybe, maybe on reflection, you're right. You know, 10 years of excellent service at that level, you know, is, is enough to perhaps trump the sort of flair and natural ability of maybe some of those other keepers who couldn't do it for as long. I tell you, it just slipped under the radar. It just jumped, jumped into my mind was Brad Friedel. Who did a no, played a number of years, and I thought was pretty. We, we got him near the end of his career. Uh, that's the also that's true. Years that's true. But he, but he but he served he served us pretty yeah. well, I thought. Carl, I mean, I mean, Hugo, incredible service. One could argue great loyalty. One could argue he could have maybe appealed to one of the bigger the European clubs. I mean, he's been linked with PSG almost every season, isn't he? Uh, but uh, I think I think we will look back when he eventually does retire and go, wow, what a keeper we had there for so long. Yeah, definitely. And I think in kind of for the, for the last 25 years and, and, and yeah, the, guy, the guys that just been mentioned that, you know, the Torsvets and Robinson, but I mean, for consistency and there was a period there as well where, I mean, I, you know, I, I can't quite remember maybe a second or third season where there was just so many games where he just kept us in it just with unbelievable worldly saves. There was uh, the, the, the title, the title push, the, the second one where we, we considered a ridiculously low amount of goals that, that I don't think any of us expected. And again, he had that fantastic unit in front of him with, with Toby and Yan. So, yeah, he's been a he's been a very loyal servant, and again, he's just one of those players. Again, where you just go, how how has he not 
picked up silverware that you know has he not got more medals for us and um world cup winner and uh euros so uh yeah i, I just i hope we get to see him lift lift a trophy because um he's, he's been a wonderful servant to the club when he, well, when he does eventually step away could be a wonderful summer's night in tirana hugo, <laughs> I was there. hugo goes up to lift the european <laughs> conference cup we'll be there look guys we run out of time brian lovely to have you lovely to see you lovely to see again you. lee lovely to see you again thanks for coming on again oh, thank you thanks carl thank you very much for coming on again thanks, uh next week theo delaney is in the uh, leatherette swivel chair uh so join him uh until then how are you spurs this is a playback media production Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.